Hello, everyone, and welcome to Play by Play. It's the Jamie Yarrow Podcast, the podcast that you rely on for your daily dose of everything, from business to wellness to parenting to sports, and you get it all here. And we don't just talk about it. We give you the details, the play-by-play. Look, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the TuneIn Radio app, and of course, you can always find us on Podbean, because that's where we're hosted. When searching your favorite listening platform, just search PXP, those letters, and you should be able to find us just fine. And if you like what you hear, uh, please, you know, give us a five-star rating, subscribe, and share with your friends and family. That would be the greatest compliment that you could give us. Now, today's episode is brought to you by Amanda Shaw. She's the show's favorite Lime Life independent beauty guide. At the heart of Amanda's business, her belief that true beauty is made up of inner confidence and outer radiance. And here on Play by Play, we love that inner confidence piece. That's what we're all about. You can use the makeup that artists across the globe are using, but you get to do it in your own home. It's time to invest in yourself, and Amanda can help you do that. Now, we've put her website and her contact information in the notes for today's show, so please check that out. And now let's get ready for today's Play by Play. I am Jammin' Jamie, and kickoff is counting down. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening today. Well, to start off episode 21, I want to just a little recap on why do we call this show play-by-play? Some of you have been with us from the beginning, and you may have heard this already, but if you're just joining us, I have a love for play-by-play, and PXP is just an abbreviation for play-by-play, so that's where the PXP comes from. Uh, but I have a love for play-by-play, broadcasting and PA announcing and just sports announcing in general. I love doing it. I've been doing it for years and years and years for all the sports that my kids have been involved in in high school. And so it's just my passion. I love it. If I could ever find a way to get paid to do play-by-play, I would be like a hog in heaven. Uh, maybe that'll come along one day. Uh, so I have a love for play-by-play. So that was one of the reasons why I wanted to call it that. But also... You know, play-by-play is different than PA announcing. When I'm doing PA announcing, uh, you know, in a basketball uh, game or at a football field, all you're doing is just giving the highlights, just the very high-level informational things, and you're not sharing all the details of everything that's going on. Now, in contrast, when you're doing play-by-play announcing, I'm giving all the details of what's going on in every single play. The other night, I was... uh, broadcasting a play-by-play basketball game. And normally I do video with play-by-play, but the service at this facility, there wasn't enough cell service to be able to broadcast. And so I just did an audio play-by-play. And so when you do audio play-by-play, you really have to give all of the details because you have to paint a picture for the listener as to what's going on on the court. So you really want to be able to tell them exactly what you're seeing, but you need to do it through words so that then they can picture it in their mind and be able to see the game, so to speak. And it's those details that is the other reason why I wanted to call this podcast play-by-play. So many times I'll read an audio book or I'll listen to an audio book rather, uh, or I'll um, listen to a podcast or I'll read, you know, some little piece of uh, written material and it'll talk about, you know, the things that we should do or, you know, how we should perform or, you know, but it gives you just a very high level thing. It just gives you recommend. And, And there's no practical 
uh, information that you can use. Like I, I can't walk away and, and with some tangible things that I can put into practice immediately. And so uh, I want to do something different. I want to be able to uh, give enough detail and enough uh, uh, of the practical information that you can take away some nuggets, right? You may not get a ton of stuff out of every episode, but if you can walk away with one or two or three nuggets, I think that's a win. Uh, when I go to conferences, um, I I expect that I or I hope my goal is to to leave the conference with a few nuggets that I can go home and put into practice, and that's what I want to do with these episodes. Is I want to give you the the play by play or the details of what's going on. So so that's why there you go. That's why we call it play by play. So with that, I want to start today's play by play episode off with a challenge. Now normally I give you a challenge at the end. But today I want to give it to you at the beginning so that you know where we're headed. So I'm going to give you a roadmap. My challenge for you today is that I want you to look for someone to help. I want you to look, be eyes open looking for people who you can help. And throughout today's episode, I'm going to give you some practical things because a lot of times people say, well, I don't even know where to start. Well, I'm going to give you some ideas on where to start, okay? Let me take you back to around the year 2000-ish. I was in college. I was um, going through a criminal justice class. I can't even remember the name of the class. I think it was called Grief and Dying, maybe. And the teacher, um, of all the things that the teacher taught in that class, the one thing that I took away from that that I still remember today is that when someone is going through something, when and this was specific to grief and dying, but when someone is going through a struggle or a tragedy in their life, uh, oftentimes what do we do? We say, let me know if you need anything, or they'll say, I'll be praying for you, or I'll be thinking about you. And those are good things, don't get me wrong, but oftentimes we are just putting words out there, you know, uh, let me know if you need anything. And the actuality is we already know what these people need most of the time, right? The point that this professor was trying to hit home was, look, if you want to help somebody, go help them. Like, don't pretend like you don't know what they need. Don't use lip service as a means to get yourself off the hook for helping somebody. If you see somebody that's in need, go out there and help them. You know what they need. I mean, you live life just like they do. You know that they have chores that need to be done. They have meals that they need to prepare. They have errands that need to be run. They, you can make the list a long way, but the point he was making was, you know, don't use the fact that you offered up your assistance as a crutch to say, well, I've done my part. I want to tell you a story. About 20 years ago, maybe 19 years ago, I was working at a fire department and we would get a call pretty often, a couple times a week. There was this family, an uh, elderly couple that uh, the husband was in a wheelchair, and he would fall out of his wheelchair, and uh, he would be lying on the floor, and he was a bigger man, and uh, the wife couldn't get him up. So we would go over there, and we'd, you know, we'd get a call. They'd call 911, and we would go over there, and we would help get him back into his wheelchair, and he was almost always okay, no injuries or anything like that, but he was just big, and, and she couldn't pick him up. So we did this for a long time, and it got to be a fairly regular occasion, and she would uh, when we would go over there, she would send us back to the fire station with a cake or maybe a bag of goodies or something like that. And and uh, we just had kind of gotten to know them a little bit. Uh, and then one day he passed away. 
And this was about the time that I was taking this class. And so this was resonating with me that if you see somebody that needs something, just go do it. And so I loaded up my lawnmower one day and I just rode over there and I cut their grass. And, uh, and the lady that, uh, the elderly lady, uh, the widow, she was not home. And so uh, I later found out that she was gone to make funeral arrangements when that happened. And uh, so I just, you know, went out about my business. And the next time I saw the grass needed to be cut, I went over there and cut it again. And she wasn't home this time either. And I, I think actually she was actually at the funeral this time. And so I'd cut it. And then so I did that again. And then the next time it needed to be cut, I went over there and cut it again. And this time she happened to be home. And so I met her and we got to talking. And um, so that's been 19, probably 19 years, maybe 20 years ago. Um, and can I tell you this, that we are still taking care of that widow, that elderly lady. We still cut her grass. We still take care of her. Um, we cook uh, all of her meals. We uh, take care of her, take her to all our doctor's appointments. We make sure she's all right. We go over to her house every day. We, she's like our grandmother. And um, it's just some, someone that we saw that needed help. And uh, we just did it. And for the last 20 years, she's been part of our life. And it has been a tremendous blessing to us. Uh, my boys uh, grew up cutting her grass every Saturday morning. So we would cut our grass and cut her grass. And if there was anybody else's grass that needed to be cut, we probably went and cut that too. But my boys grew up thinking that this is what you did every Saturday morning. I mean, they were riding the lawnmower with me before they were even able to cut the grass. I mean, I remember that they would fall asleep while I was cutting grass. Even, you know, in the middle of cutting grass, they would fall asleep on the lawnmower with me. Um, and so as they grew older... They didn't know any different. They just thought that every Saturday morning you got up and you went and cut people's grass. And uh, a few years ago, uh, they came to me and they said, you know, do you think that uh, maybe we could find a few yards to cut to actually get paid for? And uh, of course, they uh, they had definitely earned the opportunity to do that. And so we picked up a few yards on the side and, and they really enjoyed that. But the point that, um, you know, I think really resonated with them and, and that I really tried to hit home with was that it's okay to just serve people with no expectation of getting something in return. Can I say that again? It's all right if we serve people with zero expectation of getting anything in return. In fact, I think that's one of the greatest um, opportunities to serve is when the person who you are serving or the person who, who you are uh, trying to give to has no even ability to repay you for what you're doing for them. And I think that's when you really, uh, you know, you're really serving from the right place. You know, I've talked about this to other people before in different settings. And, you know, oftentimes the question I get is, well, I just don't know what to do. I like, I, I don't, I don't know how to help people. I, I would like, I'm, I'm not against helping people that need help. I just don't know what to do. And I would just start off simple. I'd say, well, what is your gift? Like, what are you good at? I believe God gifts us with talents. Everybody has a talent of some kind. And God gifts us with those talents so that we can minister to the needs of other people. I mean, why else do you have the talents that you have other than being able to serve other people? Maybe you can cook. Uh, maybe you're one of those people that's just a talented cook. You have this natural ability to be able to just, you know, taste food and tell what's in it and be able to make up recipes and, uh, you know, things like that. My wife is a 
fabulous cook and she has the ability to just you know turn nothing into something and she can put together these big old spreads of meals and she loves cooking for people and and it's very frequent that we're cooking and taking to people and that's one of her gifts Uh, maybe your gift is is like what we just got done talking about maybe you can work with your hands or you you can work outside and you can cut grass Maybe you can go do that for people. Uh, maybe you can clean. Maybe you can take care of kids. You know, sometimes people just need uh, an opportunity to, um, you know, go and, and, and have some personal time maybe. And, and so maybe you can offer to uh, watch someone's kids for them for a period of time. Maybe you can just have a listening ear, you know, a shoulder to cry on. Some Sometimes people's gifts are just that they can listen, they can hear and that may just be the thing that someone needs. They just might need a shoulder to cry on. Uh, maybe you can volunteer to deliver Meals on Wheels or you know, something like that. You can volunteer at a local community center. Can you volunteer at your local church? Today, actually, I had the privilege of going down to the church that we attend and helping to clean. Every Thursday morning, the uh, leadership staff in our church cleans the whole church. And I, th- I really think that's amazing. Um, the church could pay someone to come in and clean, and, and, uh, but they don't. They, they take that um, task on themselves. And, you know, if anyone is available and can help, they, you know, welcome the help to come in and assist. And so I was able to do that today. And me and a friend of mine tag teamed the vacuuming portion of. Uh, what needed to be done from a cleaning perspective. And uh, I'll, I'll just share this. It's just kind of a side note. It really has nothing to do with the topic. But um, I, I don't know how many square feet the church is, uh, but I do know that it was 4.14 miles that I walked vacuuming today. So it was uh, a lot bigger than what I uh, anticipated it was going to be when it was all said and done. But um, good stuff. Had an opportunity to help. And, uh, you know, I felt good about it. Um, what well, it was hard. Yeah. Uh, I'll be sore, but, uh, you know what? I felt good about it. We had a good time, uh, you know, hanging out and, uh, working together. And, uh, and so maybe that's something that you can do. Maybe you can go down and volunteer at your local church, wherever you attend church. Uh, there's always something that needs to be done. You know, one of the things that I believe about the struggles that we go through is that, uh, I think a lot of times, God allows us to go through struggles so that we can help someone else that is then going to go through that same struggle or something similar down the road. And so you've been through struggles, and there's someone out there who you could help because you can walk in their shoes. You can empathize with them. You don't just have to sympathize with the struggle that they're going through, but you can empathize with them. And I think that a lot of times that's why we go through the struggles, so that we can have a testimony to share and to help with other people as they go go through the struggles of their own. My challenge to you today is to sacrifice some of your own time, some of your own resources to help somebody else that's in need. I want to qualify this by, I'm not talking about you helping with words. While those things are good, and sometimes a timely word can mean all the difference in the world, and you've been there. You sometimes just the right thing said at the right time can just make you feel, you know, much better. That's not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about helping with your feet. I'm talking about you getting busy, being active, rolling up your sleeves, getting busy, being deliberate. Maybe as a family, you take 
one Saturday a month and you're going to say, as a family, we're going to go help XYZ do something. We're going to go find somebody that needs some help. And we're going to, as a family, we're going to go, we're going to go be a blessing to somebody. Uh, Roll up your sleeves and get busy. People might remember what you say, but they'll always remember what you did. And that's both in a positive and negative connotation, right? I hear people say, well, I don't have the time to do, you know, X, Y, Z. But the, the fact of the matter is that you have time for what you want. We all have the same 24 hours. None of us have more time than the other. We all have obligations. We all have uh, jobs we have to go to. We all have um, families that we have to take care of. We all have obligations, but we all have the same 24 hours, and it's about what our priorities are. Uh, I don't think you can outgive of yourself. I believe this. If you give of your time and of your money and of your talents and of your resources, whatever you have to give, that your needs will always be met. And I think there's a lot of benefit that comes from serving others. You know, I think that there's lessons to be learned. When we take our young folks with us and we go serve other people, there's lessons to be learned. Uh, I served as uh, sort of an interim youth leader at our old church, and I started this little program, and I called it Love Thy Neighbor. And so one weekend a month, we would take the teens out, and we would go serve at some elderly person's house and we would do you know like spring cleanup and we would cut the grass and trim the bushes and um, trim the trees and and pull weeds and whatever needed to be done that's what we did we would do this from you know about seven o'clock in the morning till about 11 o'clock in the morning something like that maybe eight to 11 something like that and um, I would feed them breakfast and and we would get busy and we would have all the equipment that we needed and we would have a few adult chaperones that would help make sure nobody got hurt, make sure everybody stays, you know, headed in the right direction. And it was so much fun. We did it one weekend a month or one Saturday a month and you would not believe the blessings that these young people got from just helping somebody out. They didn't get anything in return for it. They didn't get, uh, you know, there was no pay. There was no um, nothing given in return. It was just, you know, to see the smiles on these folks' faces uh, when these young folks came and just gave of their own time, and their parents too, and gave of their own time to serve for for a few hours. And it was amazing. And these young folks looked forward to it. You would think that these you know, sometimes teens would be like, oh, I don't want to go to that. I don't want to do love thy neighbor this weekend. But it was nothing for me to hear from the teenagers. Can we do more than one a month? Like they just loved it. They had so much fun. And it's lessons that are learned. We need to teach our young folks that it's it's good. It's appropriate to serve and to give back to people that have no ability to repay us in return. I think when we help people out, I think it helps us to realize the blessings in our own life. You know, there's people that are going through struggles. There are people that are less fortunate. There's people that are going through tragedies and trials and hard times in their life. And when when you're able to go help them, you can really look back and just really soak up the blessings in your own life. And, and I think there's times that it helps you through the hard times. You know, it helps you get your mind off of the things that you're going through and and you get the the satisfaction and the joy of being able to help somebody else. You're getting to utilize the gifts that God gave you. Now you have talents and you have things that that God, you know, gifted you to be able to do and when you're helping somebody else, 
you get to give back those things that you were given. When I get done helping somebody, when I um, have the opportunity to give back to somebody, it just improves my overall sense of well-being. Like I just feel good about it. When you do a good thing, don't you just feel good about it? And oftentimes we, you know, we shortchange ourselves. Uh, you know, this makes me think of another topic, and I'll just throw this. This is a tidbit. This don't cost you anything. It's free today. You know, someone offers to to help us. You know, they'll say. Um, can I bring a meal over tonight, or can I, you know, can I help you do X, Y, Z? And you're, and what's our immediate response is to say, no, 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 I'm fine, thank you. But put yourself in that other person's shoes. That other person is looking for the opportunity to be a blessing to you, right? And when you say, I don't need it, I don't need any help, I don't need help, you're taking away the opportunity for them to serve you. And while Sometimes, you know, we don't feel like people making a fuss over us. We just would rather, you know, that nobody makes a big deal. People want to help other people. People inherently want to help. Like oftentimes they just don't know how, but people want to help and we ought to give them the opportunity to be able to do that. So when someone offers to do something for you, hey, let them do it. Let somebody be a blessing to you in the way that that you want to be a blessing in return to other people. So can I circle back around and challenge you to find somebody to help? I've given you some practical things today, right? Um, what, did, what did we talk about? We talked about you know being able to cook. We talked about cutting grass. We talked about um, taking care of kids, maybe ha- uh, just going and sitting and listening, being a, be a listening ear, a shoulder to cry on, volunteering in some way, volunteering at your church. Um, uh, what else did we talk about? The the love thy neighbor, helping out in the yard, just rolling. All these things. I'll give you some practical things today that you can do today that you can put into action today. You can be a servant of someone else today. There, look around you. There's somebody that needs help in some way. Doesn't even have to be something big. Start out small if you're not accustomed to serving other people. Start out small. And I'll caution you. When you start to serve other people, when you start to give back to other people, you might just catch the bug and you might like how it feels to do a good thing and to help someone else. And you may find yourself doing it again. And I say that in all humor, but really it is. It's kind of a snowball effect. You get to help someone and then you, you really like how uh, you've been able to be a blessing to that person and you look for other opportunities to help people. So I want to challenge you. Circling all the way back around to the beginning, I want to challenge you to find somebody to help. Make it a family affair. Uh, do it with your significant other. Find a way that you can get involved and you can help and feel good about serving those that are around you. We're called to love one another. And what better way to love one another than to help each other when we're in times of need? Well, that's about all I got for us today. That wraps it up. Just a reminder that today's episode was brought to you by Amanda Shaw and her contact information is in the notes for today's show. Do you have questions or comments? Feedback? I'd love to hear it from you. Contact information is in the description of our podcast, the main description. Thanks for listening to Play by Play today and I hope that something that was said today helps you become a better version of yourself. My name is Jam and Jamie and I hope you have a great day.